Welcome to FFC Top 3, a show where we, your FFC hosts, count things down from 3 to number 1. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have a suggestion for Top 3, for a topic for Top 3, be sure to drop us a note on Twitter at Focus Fire Chat, in our Discord, or even email us at FocusFireChat at gmail.com. This week, this three days after the last time we recorded this, before <laughs> we're even re- releasing the last episode. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm it's all sorry. my fault. It's all my fault. We're talking about top three comics, specifically comics, not manga, not not. I don't. It's just no, just not manga. Had, just not manga. Just not yeah. manga. It was a big debate last episode, if you guys remember. So, well, they gonna, they won't because they I was won't. a I was an idiot and um. I dropped the ball last week on uploading top three. So last week's top three got uploaded this morning. The, or Yeah, last week's audio got uploaded this morning. I will upload this weekend's audio tomorrow, which will be Wednesday. And then this file I'm going to be putting back on the regular schedule. So it will be next Wednesday. Next yeah. yeah, so it'll be fine. They'll get it in time. We're going to jump all the way through the Vex time gates. It's, it'll be great. Oh, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first, Blue? Or yeah, Pierce? I can go first. Um, or actually, let's give let's give Justin the honor of going first since he's not ah, gonna, since he's not he's here. not going to weigh in too much on it. Um, his top three. Uh, well, let's let's just go. Uh, his third. We're going to start at three. Mm-hmm. Uh, his number three is Watermelon XO. Aw, Mister mm-hmm. Jake. Loving Mr. J. So he's starting off. He's starting off strong with a web comic, which actually I I had I had several web comics myself that I ultimately did not choose any of them. But like there was there was a number of them that I think mm. are really really well done. Um, for me though, my top my number three would be Powers, which is I believe they made it into a TV show on Sony Network, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes, they did. I don't know how it was because I don't have Sony Network, but um, the comic book or the comic series was absolutely amazing. It was mm-hmm. probably it's it's more of an indie type writing style, um, mm-hmm. but the basic premise is that it's in a it's in a like really gritty realistic world in which superpowers exist. Um, and it takes place. The main character is a former super who has has basically lost his powers in a way. And then his partner is kind of. I mean, this has been. I haven't read it in years, so this is all off the top of my head. But it was literally one of the. It was. It was probably one of the first like truly indie comics that I got into, really into. Um, and it was just just because the story was just amazingly well written. Like it was just a very unique concept. So nice. that's yeah, that's my that's my number three. Nice. Beard, what about your number three? Uh comics are weird, right? Because they go in, in arcs. And mm-hmm. a lot of times with like arcs you have to sit back and kinda digest all of them. The other problem with comics is that they've been around since like the freaking 20s at this yeah. point if not longer uh but if i had to go with anything that's like an older uh strip style comic and whatnot that's been around for a long time uh, uh yeah 
grief now. I, uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Aww. Uh, I love Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes has, like, always been one of those, even from, like, childhood, that I've been able to, like, go back and read. And I know that things have kind of changed a little bit for for the strip, but it is still, like, one of my favorites to go back and read every now and again. Those are fun. I, you know, my introduction to Calvin and Hobbes has to be, unfortunately, the, uh, the is it Calvin sticker where he's looking over his shoulder and doing an inappropriate yeah. thing in the back of trucks because yeah. he grew up in Kansas and that was a thing there. No, it's mm. it's not just Kansas. It's it's anywhere no. that has trucks it's gonna be the thing. Yes. And yeah, gosh. You know, okay, so my I guess my comic books my comic book experience is fairly limited but still is gonna be semi traditional. Uh I did pick an arc because we you were talking about how comics go in arcs. Hmm. I I'm not a huge fan of Green Lantern, but the very first event that I ever read that I really actually thought kind of enjoyed was the Blackest Night arc. Mm-hmm. Blackest Night, Brightest Day. Definitely from, a good one. Yeah, because I mean the events are so crazy because it spans the entire spectrum of DC or Marvel, depending on who you're watching or reading. Mm-hmm. And I always found the the Green Lantern Corps books, which they didn't come out with very many of them, or Green Lantern Corps, if you're going to actually say <clears throat> the P. Sounds terrible, so I just go Corps. But uh, those were really interesting because it developed the the reasonings behind the different emotions in the rings. And I thought I always thought that was kind of cool, the more psycho- psychological aspects of Green Lantern and seeing how those different characters interact. Yeah, that's my number three. And if you guys kind of heard in the background a little bit, we do have a purple chimera in the <laughs> wild behind us. Hello. <laughs> and she, uh, she's, I given her free reign to intercede, comment on things as she wants to in this. Um, if she, if you ever want to throw in anything purple, just feel free to do that. And what's Justin's number two, Blue? Uh, the Killing Joke. Which is a strong. Uh, it's a strong choice. That's a strong choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a sad one though, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's. I believe that's the one where Oracle is explained. Yeah, right? yeah. Or Gordon, Barbara Gordon, gets made yeah, into where... Oracle, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna <clears> say where she up. goes from Batgirl to not Batgirl <sighs> to not Batgirl, which I still. Yeah, yeah. Oracle, I still really like Oracle, but yeah, it was, that was a very, um, I for, think the first time I had seen that, I was very wishy-washy on like what, how yeah, to feel, I guess, yeah. that's the best way I can put it. Cause it, it was, was just so yeah. cold. Well, yeah. and that was, I'm trying to remember, um, cause that was in line with Under Red Hood, uh, wasn't yeah. Death in the Family in that, that kind of yeah. arc as well, even though that was kind yeah. of its own arc. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a, a, you want to talk about a dark night era for the dark night. Um, but yeah, uh, my number two is fables, uh, simply because if any of you have read fables, oh my God, it is just like, so like, I love, I love fairy tales. Like I, I love, uh, like original fairy tales, the the true like Grimm's and 
you know, Hans Christian Andersen and all, all these, like all the, the authentic and old, old fairy tales, mostly because, um, it's just like, they just don't, I, I just, I love stories that are just completely unafraid to not pull punches and, you know, just really kind of have that whole teaching moment. And I really actually don't mind for the large part, uh, uh, re like remixes of the Grimm's fairy tales. There's been a, a huge number of them uh, uh, recently, but a lot of times when you get them, I, I'm not a fan of how like when Disney gets their hands on it, it they kind of like it, it feels like they almost neuter the story, and it, you you kind of lose stuff in that translation. And so Fables as a comic was just like it kind of starts off really kind of weird, but then like about probably about halfway through the, the uh, story arc, when you start kind of putting the, the pieces together and everything, it just, Oh my gosh, it just takes off and it's so good. Um, and then I think that was also, they, they did a, uh, they did a, uh, didn't tail the guys who did tales from the borderlands, uh, telltale. Didn't they do mm-hmm. a video game uh, with Big Bigby? Yes, I believe so. I know they were talking about it. I'm pretty sure they went I through think... with it, but I remember seeing talks about it. And that was kind of that was really cool seeing that. But yeah, like that 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 comic again, kind of. I can't remember. That was an was that an independent publisher? Yes. Okay. I don't. I don't think Image did that one. Image might have. I don't. I can't remember. It was really well done regardless. It was, Fable was super popular for a long time too. Like that you couldn't go to a comic book store without seeing them. Oh uh, yeah. I I I stole them. I stole them off of Yeah, this is not this is not the Fable video game. This is uh it's Fate I think it's Fables. Fables um, comic book series. There's 150 of them. Mm-hmm. It's so um, good. So so Vertigo. good. Vertigo. Vertigo published. Okay. Cool. So yeah. I fables and powers, honestly, if you haven't read them, I would really recommend at least going and getting like the initial couple and just giving them a feel because they're really, really just fun reads. Um, but yeah, so that, that's my, that's my number two in a very strong, I, I, there's not even really a contest for me for most of these. Yeah, I actually had to. Okay. So my number two is another kind of semi sort of they're not an indie publisher, but they're a smaller, smaller name, even though they've gotten kind of popular on like Comixology. I know I'm totally jumping in front of you, Beard. Oh, Comixology. Yeah. But uh, my number two is Wicked and the Divine, which is a really interesting sto- take on the God's Walking Among Us story. And we're going to hmm. kind of talk about the whole uh, different types of stories that are written over and over and over again, or like if there's multiple stories or whatever, we're talking about that in an actual episode later on tonight that we're recording. So wicked and divine actually takes it makes an interesting take on gods walking among us and whether or not they are people like you and me, and they just develop out of that or whatnot. It's just, it's a fun take on what it means to be a God. Which I always find interesting. So is that like American Gods? Like sort of not like that really. that type of concept of them walking amongst us idea. Mm, yes, but it's it's more of the are 
they're not beings that know that they're deities from the beginning. They develop into deities. Oh, so it's like a inherited to... deity type. I'm thing. still I'm stealing that list from you later. Yeah, because I'll have to definitely go check that one out. That one's fun. But yeah, sorry, Beard. I'm sorry. I was just really excited about talking about that one. What's you're, your number two? You're you're fine. Um, one of the newer series that I was like really trying to track down and never could actually get the the whole thing up because comics guys that I was working with uh, didn't really help with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was really trying to track down all the newer stuff uh, f- involving uh, Nightwing. All the newer uh, Dick Grayson stuff has actually been pretty fun to, to read over. He's actually involved within a couple of uh, a couple different ones because he has the main Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's also like a side uh, Detective Comics one that he's also in, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but most of the iterations, like, I, I think I just have a soft spot as it is for the original Robin or for mm. Nightwing as he is now, only because, like, Dick Grayson was the the kid that turned into a superhero, if you will. Yeah. Uh, or at least into a hero. Uh, so for me, he was always that kid that I like, I kind of idolized and, and wanted to, to be more like. Uh, started actually doing some... Uh, so some more gym you wouldn't tell from looking at me today, but I started doing some more like gymnastic stuff when I was younger besides uh, just because of him. Uh, but it was, it's just one of the, he's always been one of those characters I just connect with. I, Not to Nightwing mention. Is, yeah, go for it, Green. Go for it. It's just like any of the Robins in general, like Nightwing in particular is a good character, but like the Robin stories, I always found them really relatable as far as like DC characters go. Well, and the cool thing with them in general, like you've got Dick Grayson, who of course grows up and because uh, becomes his own thing with Nightwing, because he's like, I like the way that Bruce is doing things in a lot of ways, but I need to go off and do my own thing and mm-hmm. maybe push it a little bit further than what he wants to do, what he's willing to do. Uh, and I I can totally understand and respect that from the idea of, well, I'm still not going to kill anybody, but there's still moves that I need to take that I need to I need to do that are going to be things that he's going to think are still reprehensible. Uh, and then you've got uh, the uh, Jason Todd, of course, that ends up becoming Red Hood, which <laughs> is just a tragedy to begin with. And that's he pushes, that, the, that's, he pushes the envelope to be in two. Uh, well, I'm going to say in a completely different way. <laughs> right. uh, the the whole thing, though, with uh, with Jason, of course, with how he's broken down as a character, quite literally. Yeah, was, uh, he's like just... the Kyle Rayner of yeah. Batman well, characters. and and you can also argue with Todd that <clears throat> a large percentage of it's not even really Todd. I mean, mm-hmm. the the events, like what I think Beard was kind of going to say, is like the, the way that he's broken down and then literally remade is is quite, you know, in and of itself quite violent. And yeah. it kind of explains to a large degree his particular aspect of care, his, his, his own violent strains. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, you've got uh, Red Robin, which now I can't remember his name for life of me uh but red robin is the 
the do-good detective that could very well take over everything uh, from from Bruce when all is said and done. Uh, but he he still just has that violent streak about him, and he's still a little too young, a little too naive in some regards. Uh, and then you've got Damien. And yeah. Damien just goes the entire different direction with uh, with how it all is. Granted, being a a technical, if you follow the actual like lore behind it and and how they put it all together, being an actual clone of Bruce that uh, turns out to not be such a a good clone, so to speak. Uh, yeah, it's kind of explainable in a in a way. Sort of, but yeah, kind of. Yeah, now the but to to get back to your statement, Green. Yeah, the the majority of the time, I think the Robin stories are. Uh, are relatable. They're they're generally pretty darn good, even if the the Batman arcs aren't doing well. Mm-hmm. Like Batman as a whole, I don't think is really what carries the uh, comic arc as it is for Batman. I still say and think that it completely relies on the supporting characters of either you know the villains or of uh, of the the Robin characters to really make it strong and make it work. Yeah. I had a nice long conversation about the Batman movies, like the early 90s Batman movies the other day. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, like if you realize that they're campy to be campy, but they're trying to be serious at, at the same time. Just like, oh. Well, the, yeah. interest, the interesting thing for me for the Batman stuff, kind of going off what you were saying, Beard, is that Batman is such in and of itself a lone superhero that it's interesting mm. that that's the case that he if you if you get right. if you get down into the nitty gritty of his story it and i think i don't know necess- i don't think it's always intentional but i think there is a large part of it which is that is intentional he has to have that counterpart he has to have that team to kind of balance him out otherwise it's not relatable well, otherwise, well, I mean, there's that but otherwise he would lose himself like you know it's it's yeah. it's the it's the darkness that he, you know, that he kind of, he constantly struggles with. And, you know, in a, in and of itself, like, uh, even the Robins, the, the various Robins struggle with it as well, you know, in their own way. But I, I just always find that an interesting dichotomy with Batman, especially is he's such a strong independent, like he's a, he's a strong independent character. I totally did not mean for that to come out that way. But, um, He's such like a loner. He's a strong like, independent superhero. Yeah, he is. He, but he's not. But he's not. And he don't need no yeah, gadgets. He, he don't Wait. need. Well, let's not go that far. He needs uh, all the gadgets. He needs all the gadgets, but none of the sidekicks. Wait, no, hmm. that's not true Aww. either. Uh, sort of does. Yeah, but I, I, I do like that. You know, again about the that's kind of like a. I almost want to say that's a purposeful flaw within his character too. Is. Because you don't see that with uh, a number of other characters, with even within DC. But yeah, what's Justin's it's... number one blue? Uh, Death of Superman. Speaking of uh, speaking of DC, DC comics, yeah, Death of Superman was uh, was his number one, which was a, which is which was another really interesting arc. Actually, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, also dark. Another dark arc. It was really dark, but at the same time, it it had like I don't know. It, it was it was the message was if I remember if I'm remembering Death of Superman, I always confuse Death of Superman with um like other Doomsday because was Death of Superman was that Doomsday? Um, 
don't remember because Superman is one of my least favorite characters. Oh yeah, no, agreed. I mean, but I think I think wasn't it Doomsday that killed him in Death of Superman? But any, but anyways, like yeah, it, it was it was more of like I don't know. I I, I kind of that was one of the few arcs that I actually of Superman's that I actually did not 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 enjoy. Did not not enjoy. Right, double negative there. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> That's easier. Let's just go with the positive instead of the double negative. Mm-hmm. Just to just to round it out, yes, it was Doomsday. It that, was Doomsday. Uh, okay, that killed him on this one. I always get that in. Uh, I think it's Apocalypse. I always get yeah, that yeah, that's, the, that's all yeah, the time. that and then Sinestro. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah. Well, Sinestro. Oh God, topic. Let's yeah. not with that. Yeah, um, let's my... not and say we never <laughs> did. <laughs> my number one. My number one uh, is very firmly uh, Star Wars: Shadow of the Empire. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I and again, this is kind of going back to uh, uh previous conversations that you know I know Beard and I've had, but Shadows of the Empire was seriously in just it, it just I don't know. It was just a really well-done comic. Um and like it was very this, underappreciated. Oh my god, I I have I oh my gosh, I have the comics like in physical like the physical comics and I still mm. pull them out and read them. I'm it, it's as far as like the old expanded universe for Star Wars, it is up there in my mind with the Kyle Katarn um storyline. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of my favorite if not my favorite. That's not a comic. Uh, no. But yeah, Shadows of the Empire, the the art, the artwork was beautifully done and it was just another one of those like it opened the door to um like tertiary characters, like not even secondary characters. These are characters that you don't even see anywhere else. Right. So, but yeah, that's and that's really where I got actually that's actually one of the things that got me hooked into Star Wars Expanded Universe was that mm. that whole that whole series or that whole um storyline but yeah that's my that's my number one i know purple said to make sure that she gets brought in on number one because she's got one for us i do it's the only comic series i read all the way through so it kind of gets it by default (laughs) (laughs) um it's hellboy oh Oh, yeah 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 weirdly obsessed with hellboy it surprises a lot of people. Why? <laughs> it's like, a I don't, good story. I mean, not story. that it's not good, but, like, I guess it doesn't... Your, it, whole, your it, wholesome character shouldn't like that? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, and I'm not generally into Lovecraft. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird thing, I guess, in that way. Yeah, I can see but, that. Makes yeah, because Hellboy, Hellboy kind of does... Them. Does kind of firmly sit in the Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I attended a panel at Dragon Con where Mike Mignola sat on it, and as as well as some other people, who, um, and talked about the influence of Lovecraft on modern <laughs> stuff. Oh man, that's awesome. That would be an interesting um, panel. It yeah. was really amazing, and they talked about the the weirdness of the fact that there are like Cthulhu plushies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was really great. As well but, as yeah. an amazing game called Unspeakable Words, which is the yeah. only Scrabble game I will ever play. Really? <laughs> I'm going to have to go look this up. What is this? 
So Unspeakable Words is a Lovecraftian themed Scrabble game where you have you're playing Scrabble essentially making up words and you have a deck of cards and you have to make up words with whatever cards you have instead of tiles. Once you you essentially slowly lose sanity, which is your little Cthulhu monsters, and mm-hmm. once you get down to having only one, you can make up words and you create random words to get points by however many I think straight lines there are on it or like how many corners are on each piece or on each word. It's anyway, it's an amazing Scrabble game that allows me to cheat. (laughs) (laughs) I am terrible at Scrabble. Fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. Which means that it would probably drive me insane. Literally. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you have the tabletop games for, uh, the, the yeah. Cthulhu series. Oh, and yeah. D&D, and there's a Cthulhu D&D introduced, games. Yeah, D&D yeah. introduced the sanity mechanic. Oh, my gosh, which is so annoying. Mm-hmm. And unless, actually, unless you're the DM, then it's really fun. Um, I forget the name of it, but there is a, like, Lovecraft role-playing game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, it's Where... uh, oh, Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think right is that the one that you're you're mentioning? You mean? I think it's I don't the one where you like called. you're uh, you play the different roles within the Cthulhu archetype, and you have yeah, to like yeah. you have to uh, you have certain tasks that you have to do to try to prevent. It's also like uh, the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, the apocalypse. It's also God, what is um, <clears throat> Cabin in the Woods? That's the one. Cabin in the Woods is the other one where they don't prevent the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Try to it. yeah. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, Cthulhu okay. hijacked that. Beard, do you want to go next? We sure. kill number uh, one. So, I actually have to give a small runner up, uh, which actually really isn't a small one. It's a rather large segment, but it is anything done by Neil Gaiman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I yes. absolutely love absolutely everything that he puts Sandman. out there. Uh, yep, that's that's at least a number one, uh, like from him. That series is fantastic, uh, and anything that he seems to put his name on mm-hmm. is just amazingly well done, uh, for the comic realm or otherwise. Uh, but it is beaten by one thing because I am possibly slightly psych- uh, psychopathic. I, I don't know where anybody thinks I'm not. Uh, and in that regard, it would be. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Oh my gosh. Really? Yes. It is such a funny one. The ending. Oh. The ending, though, is so great. So, <laughs> it's, it's not even because of uh, Deadpool kills. It's because of Deadpool Illustrated. Because <laughs> after you're done with the main arc, the main four comic arc of uh, you of actually seeing Deadpool like killing everybody within the Marvel Universe... He ends up going, well, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. And he starts ripping into the multiverse, and oh, then it develops into something even worse. <laughs> because so what funny. he then does, what he then does, is he starts going, you know, comic books are pretty much based on literature. Oh, I should no. go back and start killing like guys like Mark Twain. And that is exactly what he does. So most of the arc continues with him 
It's so good. Uh, most of the art continues with him going through like all these different uh, eras in time, uh, and Teddy he's basically Roosevelt just one. yes, freaking Teddy Roosevelt, freaking uh, Arthur Conan Doyle is brought into it for like Sherlock Holmes, no. like everything you can think of. Tom Sawyer, uh, friggin', Kipling. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he in there say. if I recall. And he he he's such it's such it's so Deadpool. Because he themes uh-huh. he themes the killing <laughs> based uh-huh. on the different things and the covers. Oh, just just honestly go if you I'm get a crying. chance and look up the uh, the covers that they did for it. Uh, like there, I'm gonna just be blunt about it right now. There is a lot of <laughs> that is produced right now within the uh, comic book world. And oh. I still feel like that is one of the shining stars. It is still stupid, <laughs> but it is a wonderful stupid. Uh, it is the kind of stupid that, like, needs to be within comics more often so that it takes itself seriously enough, but it doesn't quite take itself, like, drastically seriously, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... There's this point where all of these stories that they try to, like, really make sense out of, you can tell how hard they push it, and it's just like, it's just a comic book, guys. Like, come on, let's let's loosen it up just a little bit here. But, and I know the medium has also changed a lot besides. But yeah, uh, Killustrated uh, and Deadpool Kills are easily, like, my, my favorite comics, especially of, like, the last uh, decade. Uh, easily, just just so much fun to sit down and like reread even and just relook at the art and just see like yeah, Deadpool's finally doing the thing he's wanted to do for God Ever. knows how long within the, the the universe itself. Oh, Deadpool! I just mm-hmm. Deadpool's just such a funny character. I've I've a been really has... impressed with what they've done with the the movies. I'm mm-hmm. always impressed with what they do with the uh, with the comics themselves. But he is just. There, there's comic book characters, and then there's Deadpool. Like Deadpool always just stands on his own. It's I'm the only. Go back. It, it, oh, sorry. Go for it. Sorry. No, go. No, you go for it. I was going to say it's, it's the only superhero movie that both my wife and I make a point of going to see as quickly as possible. Both, <laughs> yeah. both, both of those movies, like they came out, and the first one came out, and you know they did the whole. Um, the whole it's a it's a love story it's a family uh-huh. story or what and it like really if i remember right it released on valentine's day i think mm-hmm. and like and literally mm-hmm. literally i made no comment like deadpool i love deadpool's character i'm I'm actually i i you know as much as i love his character i love the 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 overall character i'm not particularly there's not like any particular comic of his that i'm like oh that's amazing like it's just mm. his character and what he does yeah. for the, the medium but like i didn't make any comment about it coming out and and my wife i i don't even know how she found out that it was coming out um she messaged me she's like so what are we doing for valentine's day and i was like i don't whatever you want to do and she's like, okay we're gonna go see deadpool and it was like <laughs> i knew i married you for a reason <laughs> so but yeah no that yeah deadpool i just i love love that character yeah yeah as a character like i said he's just he stands on his own within the the genre as a whole like you you think about batman and 
you think about Superman, you think about then it, it going over to Marvel with like all these uh all these uh ne'er do wells that are within Marvel's universe, and then you think about all the goody two shoes that exist besides, but then you think about Deadpool and you're like, he's just so in the middle. He plays the, the, the middle card so well. You know what's nice, though, is that Ryan Reynolds makes such a better Deadpool than he does <laughs> Green Lantern. Oh, my gosh. Have you... <laughs> I just love the fact okay. that they made fun of Green Did... Lantern in Deadpool. Uh-huh. It was wonderful. Uh, have you seen the ending of Deadpool 2? I haven't seen Deadpool okay, 2 yet. Okay. I have to wait. Yes, they further continue I... that joke, by the way. Good. 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 They need to. They need just to cement how terrible that movie was oh no yeah you you will if you i I didn't realize neither of you had seen that you will be very pleased as usual with marvel stay after the credits but you you will be you will be very pleased with how they okay do you ever go to the theater to see a marvel movie and then the credits start and people leave and you're like but have you not been here before? <laughs> it's like, God, guys, we've been leaving? doing this. We've been <laughs> doing this for over ten years. What is going on? This, you should be in now on the over secrets. a decade. At yeah. this point, this is Why no longer a secret. What are you doing? I will say that Green Lantern is the midnight. It's the movie that ruined my midnight release experience. It's the only movie mm. I've ever done a midnight release on, and it's. The only movie I probably ever will because I was so utterly disappointed in it. I mean, to be like, honest, Green Lantern ruined a lot of movie experiences for a lot of people. So, God, I it mean, was terrible. Okay, so I'm going to go on a serious route for my number one and close this out on something a little bit more serious because I. Hey, Deadpool can be serious and no, also Deadpool. not at the same uh, no, exact Dead- time. Deadpool can be Deadpool. very serious, and it's very sad when he's serious. Right. Yes. You don't yes, want Deadpool is. to be serious, yeah, you, though. <laughs> the, like, three times that he has been in a couple of the, like, official comic arcs, it's like, oh. Yeah, really. Oh, no, De- Deadpool, it's like, go, let go me... back. Go go back. Go back to being your, your normal self. It's... it's like, let me tell you about how I got cancer. You, you don't have to do that. No, <laughs> no you don't have to no, do it. No, no, I'll stop. Just abort. <laughs> We're gone too far. Abort. But anyways, Mine's green. A... Yeah, no, I'm just like... <laughs> At least Deadpool has the ability to laugh at itself. I'm talking about a comic that doesn't really do that. So it's a DC comic, if you can't tell. Um, a lot of comics can't laugh at themselves, especially Just DC let her comics. say her thing, Beer. <laughs> I just like to drag things out. She should be used to this at oh, this I'm point. I'm totally used to this. Sorry, I, mean, I, I take breaths in specific spots just because I know Beard's going to interrupt. Um... <laughs> we know each other so well at this yes. point. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, my number one is actually a character that I fell in love with back in high school. That if you know me at all, it will not come as a surprise to you, even though her story arcs have kind of deteriorated over the years and come back like wax and wane. I I own some of the, um, what is it called? It's essentially the anthologies of her original comics. And- like yeah, the Omnibus? It's not. It's not technically the omnibus. I don't. No, think. It's it, just, it would be. I think it's just an anthology. I think they just refer to them because an omnibus is the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. But this one has like volume. I have volume one, two, and three of this. It doesn't have all of her original Golden Age stuff, but it has some of it. And the person I'm talking about is Wonder Woman, the original. Oh, okay. The original character, Wonder Woman character, who 
kind of got put off to the side as being just this mousy person that you don't think that she's special or whatnot, but you find out that she's from an island of women and kind of a bad I'm just going to cuss just because she deserves it. But um, yeah, Wonder Woman it's is true, though. She she's is. really awesome. Yeah. yeah. And she's had good runs. She's had terrible runs. Um, the latest one isn't isn't too bad, but so so many books for that character when the when the catalog is so large, it's hard to have so many good ones. But I don't know. She's still my favorite character of all time and always will be. As far as our top threes, I think we've gotten all the way to number one, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Next week, I think we decided on doing actual manga. Instead of books, is that what's what we're doing next week? You guys get like a week and a half to prep this one <laughs> instead of three days. Sound good? I'm um, I'm good. Beard. All right. Can you survive mm-hmm. that? Um, I'll get back to you on that one, maybe. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week for FFC Top Three. See you next week. <laughs>